Conversation Podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. Yeah, this is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. And this is In the Conversation, the podcast. Ah, shit. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I was drinking some water and I didn't <laughs> choke to death on that intro. I was coming in too hot. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what happened? <laughs> it was yeah, a mad delay. I was, trying, <laughs> I was trying to stay the course. Oh, shit, man. What is good? How you doing, bro? Oh, man. This is shit, man. Shit crazy out here in the world, man. I'm doing Uh-oh, all right, man, happened? but... You know what I'm saying? My neighbor who I kept uh, referencing the past couple of weeks as far as being in the hospital with the COVID. You know what I'm saying? He got right. off the ventilator, but um, he ended okay. up passing last after the show last week, so probably the next morning. So <clears throat> After getting off the ventilator? Yeah, after getting off the ventilator. He had been off the ventilator for maybe a week and um, uh. didn't uh, complete the fight, man. Couldn't complete the fight. So... Uh, you know, rest in peace to my my neighbor, my friend, um, you know, my partner in 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 the video companies in certain spots. You know, um, my man Lloyd Porter, who um, you know yeah. lived on my block. He uh, started the Best Eye Film Co-op, where you know where I where I kind of got my start when I first started shooting video. You know, him and Sean P had started this thing. The best I film co-op and our first project was Farrell Monch's clap video. So <clears throat> he's been there from the beginning of this journey. He also owned Bread Style, where, you know, that was basically our office space, our community space, uh, the link up spot, the cultural center. You know, what I mean, um, it was a lot to this neighborhood and, and he brought a lot of people together. So that was a tough one to see, you know, see him go. That was, that was a tough one. So, um, Rest in peace, uh, Lloyd, man. You know, see you on the other side. And um, so, you know, week's been kind of weird. You know, we had like a a, a, a walk-by vigil, you know, saying so you can't really congregate in this time, especially knowing that that's what he passed from. So you need a walk-by vigil. You know, I played my usual part. I shot it, you know what I mean? And, um, <clears throat> you know, yeah, it's been tough, but, it, you know. Yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> I remember Brad Stye, also a um, comedian friend of mine, Hadia Robinson, had yeah. a web series there called The Grind. Yeah. yeah. Hadia yeah. used to be in there. That's why That's why I met her in there. Wow. You know I mean, before mm-hmm. she did The Grind, she used to be in there working out, you know, just working, you know what I mean? A lot of people yeah. you know, started in there, you know. Um, the writer, Jason Reynolds. Uh, of course, Gregory Porter is his brother. Used to be the soup man in there. Um, yeah, um, you know, there's a whole lot of people used to come through there. All the guys from The Wire, that's from Brooklyn, used to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just fucking politicians, mamas, you know what I'm saying? Single dads, yeah. you know what I'm saying? People cruising, looking for somebody. It used to be everybody right. up in there. It was just a, one of those coffee shops that brought the community together. You know, when you hear uh, Issa Rae talk about her shop and what she wants it to do, Brad mm-hmm. Stott was doing that exactly already in, in Bad Stott. Mm, salute. 
fired up. Damn. <clears throat> That's what's up. Oh, shit. That's... So, man, sorry I'm about sorry kicking it off that, on that man. note. Sorry you know for I mean? your loss. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no, nah, you know. You know, fuck it, man. This is what else you're going to have. You got to have a conversation somewhere. Yeah. I was, um, I was feeling that way. You know, like, I hear you. You know, sometimes you don't want to be heavy, but you can't be by yourself with the heavy shit. You right, know, right? Yeah, that, yeah. You know, and get the get it into the world. And, you know, speak to the people. Yeah, man. Oh shit! So that, so, was, uh, that was a rough one. Uh, yeah. Damn. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> rebound it. Like, where do we go from here? <laughs> Right, I ain't even got. I don't have a list in front of me, so I'm just I, I trying mean, to improv something nah, light. I mean, I mean, oh man, the, the good, the good, the, the a good thing that has come out of it. One, you know, what I'm saying, of course, we know, you know, how much you know he helped everybody get on their feet, no matter what you were doing. Right, you know what I'm saying he would at least try. You know, what I'm saying he was the type of guy that right. wasn't ever scared to put you in position in any whatever, whoever right. he had to talk to. He was just like whatever, I man. Fuck it, man. You know, <laughs> let's just do it. He's kind of crazy mm-hmm. in that that regard. Like, like you know, people don't want to hear that shit right now. Man, fuck that. Fuck it. Let's do it. You know what I mean? And um, mm, yeah. so, uh, you know, and when it happened, you know what I mean, they were trying to figure out what they wanted to do. And, of course, everybody know I got a lot of video of them. So it was kind of like, are you going to do a video? And it was like, you right. know, I just wasn't in the space to be doing no video. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like. Mm-hmm. It's almost like work, but then you know, you know what I mean. Then it's like it's always rougher when you got to do it under these circumstances. So your creativity right. is, is not there. So what I what I try to do is just take my mind off it. You know what I'm saying? Just in general. And so in that right. process of doing that, you know what I mean? I um I uh, started making these digital collages. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was, it was mm-hmm. like it was like weird. Like it just started putting some shit together. You know. Um, Cause my my shirts came in and mm. you know I took a pitch snapshot and I was like you know just fucking around with it in Photoshop and started piecing together. It started coming together looking like a collage. I was like, oh cool. My mom used to make collages and shit when I grew up. You know, what I'm saying you first walked in our house, she had a big ass collage of just all of the black people in pop culture. You know what I mean? So it was like some Black Panthers over here and Stevie Wonder right here, and then it's like. Um, <clears throat> Jesse Jackson with the you know with the afro and the big gold chain and shit. So that was like the first art I was exposed to. So when I was doing it, I was like, man, it's kind of like a collage. And then I was like, you know what? What if I just did it as a collage? How would that work? And so I started putting it together, and then um came out dope. You know what I'm saying? I you know had did my first little piece, then I did another one. And um, <clears throat> a little wild out piece with with a big ass parrot on my shoulder in, in honor of my parrot money that I grew up with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I told that story on Instagram when I posted it. And so once yeah, I that was a good ass story, dog. <laughs> that story was good. No, no, not to like I, I'm gonna let you keep going on the collage uh, situation, but just to you know, real talk. That that was a good ass story. That was yeah, that shit was dope. Yeah, a parrot yeah. named Money. It's <laughs> hard to come by. That shit was yeah. That was so. So, you know, I was I was doing that to kind of take my mind off of shit. But then I was like, once I did that, that one, I did another one. And then it was Mother's Day. It was the Muhammad holiday. So, you know what I'm saying? So it was Mother's Day, both my son's birthday. We'll talk about that later. So I was like, shit. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife had been walking by seeing me do do these these collages of myself. 
So I know she was thinking like, it's mm. Mother's Day. That's what you working on right now. It's the boy's birthday. That's what, <laughs> that's what you working on right now. <laughs> Hilarious. So I was like, shit, I, I got to do one for Mother's Day. And, and, you know, at first you think it might be a fluke. You know what I'm saying? But then, you, you know, once you start putting it together, like, oh, actually, I could do this. This is cool. So I put one together for my wife, and I posted that. And then Andre Harrell died. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, shit. You know what I mean? And I did one for Andre Harrell, and I posted that. Betty Wright died, but I didn't. I was like, shit, I can't do it. I can't just do deaf ones. You know what I'm saying? Because I have I have my, um, one that I started on for Lloyd, but then I couldn't finish it. So I was like, mm. damn, I can't do you know. Do one for Betty Wright, too, because she's from Miami, you know what I'm saying? She's the hometown hero. So maybe I'll get around to it, but I just couldn't do it at that point. And so once I finished with Mother's Day and all that stuff and my son's birthday, I got back to the Lloyd piece. And um, then it just started flowing. And it's like, okay, I know what I could do. And instead of doing the video right off the bat, you know what I'm saying? I felt like this would be a bigger, a better tribute right now. You know what I'm saying? Something I could do that feels, you know what I'm saying? It feels fun. It feels new. It feels like this is something that, that uh, you know what I'm saying, it could celebrate them in a way that um, I don't have to force what I have to make the piece. I can create what I need to make the piece. So I just did it in, in honor of him and, and in a way that I felt like, represents him well you know what I mean just how he brought everybody together so I did the piece and and it's kind of like everybody that I could find on you know social media that used to be in the shop during that time I I kind of recreated like what the block would look like if everybody was there and um it's coming out dope I'm almost done so that's been fun yeah. and it's been picking up steam you know what I'm saying people have been reaching out about the art you know what I'm saying so Somebody is, uh, you know, paying me to do one of their daughter. And then, um, <clears throat> you know, and then I, I looked at, you know, a friend of mine on social media, I looked at his promo for a show and they kind of, you know what I mean, put some elements, <laughs> you know, same elements that I had in mind. And it felt like, a, it felt like, you know, at first it was like, it's, oh, they bite my shit already. I just got out here with this, you know what I'm saying? But then it felt good. It felt like, you know what, that's what it's for. You know what I'm saying? And the mm -hmm. fact that uh, um, an artist with a name did his, I'm like, wow, that's that, that's that's kind of saying something to me. It felt like I was in, going in the right direction. So it was a sign, you know what I mean? <laughs> that even if they didn't up. didn't look at my shit and do it, it's still a sign. But <laughs> I felt like they looked at my shit and was like, yo, that's dope. <laughs> you think they bitch you just a little bit? Yeah. I mean that's besides I mean, the point, but I think they were the inspired by. I, I won't say bite because I, I fucks with okay. I fucks with them. You know what I'm saying? I fucks with the dude. You know what I'm okay. saying? And okay. and I respect the artist that did it. So I won't I wouldn't go and say okay. bite. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what art is all about. You know what I'm saying? Especially inspiration. I'm, yeah, I'm doing collage work, so it's kind of like I'm just taking pieces of shit anyway. You know what I'm saying? So right. So right. to to look at you know what I'm saying to look at their shit and be like, oh okay. They 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 kind of moved in that same direction. Use they instead of a parrot, they had some other kind of bird, but it was the same color. You know what I'm saying? So it was like That's okay, yeah. It felt like you know what I'm saying, like like an honor. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. That's what's up. That's yeah. good to hear. So, now it's good yeah, to hear so that. That's a good energy. Go ahead. No, it just felt like good energy to me. It just felt like the energy flowing through, as opposed to 
you know, sometimes somebody use your shit and it feel like they taking away from your energy. But sometimes that's just, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, after watching Jordan this weekend, it might just be in your mind. You know what I'm saying? And if you use it to fuel you mm. instead of, you know what I'm saying, take away from you, then it works out for the best. And that's why I'm at with it. I can dig it, control your perspective. Yeah. Speaking Create of that, Jordan, shit, you watch I'm that shit? It. You already know I watched that shit. You, you <laughs> mean we could talk? We could talk Go about talk, that. Talk, uh, talk yeah, 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 yeah. We could talk about that. Um, that shit was. I mean, it's been great. Every all eight hours have been the shit. I actually, I didn't even watch this one live because I had some, I had some work to do, so I was caught up in something. So I caught it later on, but I was quick to catch that shit as soon as I was available to watch it. And uh, I stayed off of Twitter, even though this shit has happened already. Everything, this is a documentary. <laughs> I don't even want no, <laughs> nah, because I was texting with a friend of mine. Like, there's certain things I forgot. You know, this is like, you, you're revisiting things. I was young when Jordan was coming up. Not yet, you know, like high school and shit like that. So, mm-hmm. and I was a casual sports fan. I was a Jordan fan, but I was a casual sports fan. So I wasn't, I might not have been somebody that was watching you know, watching all of the uh, season games. But when playoffs and finals came around, I'm going to tune in. You know, we've spoken about that, like the drama of it. Right. But, uh, you know, in all of this, uh, like this uh, recounting of Jordan's mythology, his career, who he was, uh, not even mythology because a lot of it is is merit-based and valid as fuck, but Mm -hmm. so much... So much lore is about Jordan. So much that you hear about. You know, every time he went to the finals, he won. He never lost in the finals. Da 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 da. And I kind of thought, like, you know, I, I don't know. Was it? It wasn't like it was thought to. I felt like on one level, I totally forgot that Orlando got them up out of there in the playoffs one year. Right. I totally forgot that. I felt like I, in my mind, I thought after they got through, you know, the whole Detroit Pistons battle. Jordan was just the championship machine. And you know what I mean? Every trip, bing, we're going, bing, we're going. Now I'm going to go play ball. You know what I mean? I forgot that Orlando got them up out of there. So that was interesting. Right. And then um, I thought, well, go ahead. What you about now, to say? Now, before you move to your next point, there's a there's a um, piece yeah. on uh, YouTube about yeah. Shaq bullying Jordan and, um, and then Jordan mm. getting his revenge. So that that's a that's officer a whole nother side of it that they didn't cover in this piece. They didn't even talk about Shaq right. in this piece, which I felt was weird. You know what I'm saying? Because I had yeah. seen the um the um Shaq bullies Jordan YouTube video. You know what I'm saying? Not that he really bullied him, but you know what I'm saying? He was dominating during that series. He was when aggressive. Him, you know what I'm saying? And he felt like he was gonna be the you know what I'm saying, he was gonna take over the league. Cause I guess Jordan had right. took his little you know, his hiatus, and he felt like, shit, the league was his, and then Jordan came back. Right. But then they knocked right. him out, but then, you know what I'm saying, so he felt like, shit, it's mine to take. And then Jordan like, nah, right. not so fast, young blood. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think I respect all them cats that came at Jordan. You know, like, that was the thing. That was that was the line of demarcation, though. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, it was like, yo, look. Steve Kerr. At your own risk type shit. <laughs> 
Well, Steve Kerr too. Steve tried to bring it to his chest and didn't protect his eye. You know what I mean? He caught a he caught an eye jam. He went he went center mass and Jordan went with the kill shot and tapped him in his eye. But you know, but then Jordan said, "I felt terrible because I beat up the smallest guy on the squad." You know, it's like that's the worst type of the worst type of W's with the you know. You don't get no points for that. You know, there's there's those moments where it's even worse. You right. should have just you should have just totally. That's an ego moment, right? And and you know when it's <laughs> when we pull out everybody like damn fan word. You can't even you can't even celebrate that W. That's not a W for you. Hey, man. So anyway, but <laughs> but what I like though, I like the fact like Gary Payton coming for right. him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, what's my man, Leandre or whatever my yeah. man's name? <laughs> it was like, yo, did you know the story of, uh, it sounded like an old detective, the way the nigga said, do you know the story of LeBradford Smith? <laughs> it was like a cold case. <laughs> it was like, nah, what happened to LeBradford? Man? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, LeBradford made the, the, the wrong choice to be successful against Michael Jordan. <laughs> and Mike ain't like that shit. LeBradford Mike, told Mike Michael like Jordan, <laughs> and Mike didn't like. That's what I'm saying. That's how you. That's how you click him off. I like the one part when Mike said, uh, "Mike said some shit where he was like, you know, uh, uh, you know," and that's at that point, that's when it became personal. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, nigga, Mike, it's always personal. Hey, Stop playing, fam. It didn't just turn on. The shit that bugged me out was though. My man was like, "Did you make that up?" He was like. Yeah, I made that up. <laughs> oh boy, you Mike just is crazy man. Make it up, shit at the end. <laughs> Creating yeah. beefs. You had to make a game. You had to make a game in the game. He said, you know. <laughs> but what was so funny was everybody. It's like everybody saw. It's like Lou Ferrigno right before he turned green. Everybody be like, you know, that's when the motherfucker. The motherfucker told him. He said, "Nice game, Mike." I said, "Ah, nigga." <laughs> Nigga, why you going to say that? Nigga, what the fuck? Take the L on the low. Take the W on the low. What's wrong with you, nigga? You ain't supposed uh, to win with no, with no gusto. Not around Jordan. And then that was the funny shit because the LeBradford shit, okay, he got 37, but they still lost the game. Right. And I think Jordan was sick. LeBradford Jordan was, ain't even go to sleep. Shit. Nah, he just had the LeBradford nerve to have chilling. a good game. Word. And we ain't never heard from him again. It was like, have you ever heard of LeBradford Smith? He's <laughs> out of here. So he was a casualty. Oh, shit, man. Jordan is, that's how I felt, dog. That's how I felt. Like, these niggas, all these little testimonials, it was all, they were all abused, but they would justify the abuse. They were like, well, you know, he wants to win. You know what I mean? He was trying to make me tough. <laughs> nah, he, he punched you in your eye. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is terrible, man. Hey, that shit is terrible. And you and you could tell, you know what I'm saying? I could see why he put out that little statement before this shit got started. Because yeah. it ain't about how we feel about it. Cause you know what I'm saying? We don't really care. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna be like, damn, Jordan was Jordan. He was competitive. He was the motherfucking beast. But right. he feels some type of way about that shit. You know what I'm saying? Cause even when he was telling the shit, he was like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to make guys, you know what I'm saying, pull their weight. You know what I'm saying? I, I had to go through all this, you know what I'm saying? So they had to play at that same level. He busting out in tears saying this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause, you know, if he was saying that shit like how we felt it, he wouldn't even think no <laughs> kind of way about that shit. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that First shit. Of all, he would. 
First of all, he would have been standing. You know what I mean? He would have been hyped <laughs> off about three quarters of that fucking yak that's in that cup. Yeah, that nigga would have been beating his chest like, and another thing. Yeah, exactly. Nah, like, if he did it how we felt. But you could tell, right. you know what I'm saying, looking back at it, he like, damn, I was, I probably was an asshole. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This motherfucker right. bust out in more Jordan tears. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I guess yeah. that's his thing. Like, <laughs> when he got to go off on you, you know what I'm saying? He he also has this thing where he's going to cry at the same time, like his Hall of Fame speech. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, right. you know, he he drag, he, you know, he going down his list. Check. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, motherfucker, check. You know, you, fight, you cut me in high school. Check. But he crying at the same time, you know? It's wild. Yeah. It's yeah. It's good. To, it's it's good to see him though. You know what I'm saying? It's it's oh, like yeah. it's like all of these years we never really seen him. You know what I'm saying? We we see the games. Mm-hmm. He don't do press like that. He's not out doing documentaries and shit. He barely launching. You know what I'm saying? Like the merch. You know what I mean? he put out the shoes, but you know it, for a long time you couldn't get a Jordan jersey and shit like that. So right. He kept everything. They 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 played a good hand with his uh with his legacy shit. You know what I'm saying to to give it a whole new life now, like in 2020, it's a whole new life for it right now. So they did it's a whole that new second act. Yeah, yeah, they did that really dope. And um, but to just be able to see a little bit behind the game is really dope. Yeah, nah, it's fucking great. That shit is amazing. It's so many dope. It's so many dope things. One, one of my favorite parts of the whole shit. I don't know what team it was. It might have been. Uh, it might have been night two after the LeBradford Smith situation mm-hmm. when he went back at the motherfuckers. But he, I think it might have been that game. But he got this one move where he faked the shot and then cuffed the ball and then do a spin on your ass and then faked a fucking pass and then threw a rip. Oh, that shit. <laughs> if you got to see it, but you once you see it, you're going to have to rewind the shit. Like, that shit was crazy. I seen somebody else posted it because I wanted to talk about it. I needed some type of reference point. The shit is amazing. It's like, you know, it's just a it's a fake. You know how motherfuckers throw the fake and then he mm-hmm. once you jump for that shit, he already cuffed the ball and he spun at the same time. This shit is I mean, that shit look crazy twenty years later. That shit Man, still looks like He got like a some bunch of that magic. Shit. He got a bunch yeah. of that shit. That's like the one where he went up and it was kinda like a triple mm-hmm. pump type of deal. He was up in the air. Then, you know, he, mm-hmm. he cut through. Then he brought it down. Then somebody else was there. Then he brought it under them. He's still in the air. Yeah. And then he reversed layup. Yep. You know, it's like, yeah, damn. I watched that shit like 10 yeah. times. Like, wait I remember man. everybody used to try to do that back in the day. <laughs> that was the thing to try to do. You know how everybody got that move. That was one of his moves. That little, that yeah, that, that you know what I mean? Is he still, he, this nigga's still in the air. He's undecided. He's going to get the shot. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That shit <laughs> is fire. Yeah, that usually end up with that your is, shit getting slapped down the whole court. <laughs> right, right, because you're not Jordan. That's exactly. the reminder. Fuck out of here with that, that shit out nigga. of here. Wow. That's what I love. I love when Jordan get offended. I love that part where the back, a couple ones back where he was like, people were trying to say Clyde Drexler, you know, he's a good player. They were trying exactly. to say he was on my, on my level. Right. I took offense to that. It's like, <laughs> it's like he was talking about B.J. Armstrong. He was like, you know what I'm saying? I'm supposed to dominate this guy. 
And I did. Right. And he knows that. <laughs> and he, yeah, that motherfucker is cold-blooded. But that's the other thing that I wanted to say. You were talking about how this whole shit, right? Like, um, it's like, it's giving him like a second act on a certain level. Like, he's already enjoyed the the spoils of victory. You know what I mean? The motherfucker got six rings. He was the man. He was Jordan the whole time through. So he know what it is to be Jordan. Right. But now, 2020... Now we seeing the legend again, and we seeing the behind the scenes of the legend, which is that's like the new product, you know right. what I mean? Especially in recent era, like the story and all of that. The product is the end of the story, really. That's just the deliverable. Right. But on another note, and I don't know how deliberate or calculated this shit is, but I feel like this second act is like Jordan is now a living meme. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he linked into the to the crying Jordan shit. He see where that took him, mm-hmm. but like he started, he realized, oh, I can get these motherfuckers some source material. So like when this whole thing where he looking down at that iPad, mm-hmm. and now the one where he's looking at the iPad, watching whatever's being said, and laughing right. with the motherfucking oh man. That shit has been repurposed for so many things. Yeah, no doubt. And part of me is like, Jordan know what the fuck is going on. He trolled well, us. He was in the I, end. He I, was like, I think he does, but I don't know. The best memes, the best meme makers are definitely motherfuckers who don't give a fuck, assholes who don't have no regard for your feelings. You know right. what I'm saying? So they make yeah. the best memes. And we we see that he's all of that. So I don't even think he putting on. That's just some shit he going to do. He never going to. He not going to let you no, get no, the no. best. Yeah. You think he going to let you get the best of him in his own fucking documentary? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got. No, 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 no. I'm not even saying the memes are undermining him. I'm saying like he kind of see it that far down the field. You know what I mean? You know, I'm, I'm like, like, oh, I got yeah, what you're talking about. I already about. know. I, got, yeah. I know what you're talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. But I already know. He already know that's how people going to look. But he already know that right. whatever the scenario is, you're not going to get the best of him. So he going to give you what he give you, which is, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? Yeah. The honoriness. Like, you know, Gary Payton like shit. You know what I'm saying? I, my thing was the time out. And if I, you know what I'm saying? And I did that. You know what I'm saying? And we mm-hmm. we watched the play. You know, we see that Jordan then produce how he usually produced, and he was down. And right. and actually, in that series, that was his lowest scoring series ever. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I, I, I think I saw that stat now. You know, don't pull me to the carpet if I'm wrong, but I think I saw the stat that Sorry. said that that was his lowest scoring stat line in in playoffs, in the playoffs, in his champion, in his well, final, actually. final series. series. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Well, that's what's up. So, which, to Gary Payton. Which, you know, says that Gary did put in that work. But, you know, Jordan ain't finna let him have it, like I said, in his own he documentary. no wins. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially in yeah. in true documentary fashion, of course. You know what I'm saying? The subject don't really get to see the other interviews. You know what I'm saying? You don't. Right. <laughs> see the cut. <laughs> you know, you don't show the subject to other interviews and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, but this is Michael Jordan. So, you got to get it how you get it. And I think, you know, you know I, the yeah. whole thing is is to, it's a legacy thing anyway. It's not like a investigative reports and shit, which, you know, he would never participate in. But, you know what I'm saying, it's not that. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, that shit is fire. But shout out to Gary Payne. He's also got a weed strain named after him that is fantastic. <laughs> um. I was gonna say something else regarding Jordan, man, that you made that point about. Oh man. 
It'll come back to me. Yeah, man, that shit. That shit was great though, man. That shit was. That shit was something. That shit was something, man. I said, <clears throat> that is the ultimate competitor. He is going for it. Um, what you think of the, it was? Yeah, it was great. It was great. What you think of when Pippen was like, uh, nah, man, uh, fuck that. If y'all man. going with Kukoc, nah, they was I don't going even with, with Paxson. I think or Kerr, one of them. Pat, nah, it was it was Kukoc. Those Kukos did the shot. Kukoc took the shot. Yeah, I'm almost positive. I don't oh, yeah. know if he took, but that's where the play was going his way. Yeah, right. the play yeah, was yeah going Kuz Coast took the shots. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was a bitch move. You know what I'm saying? I thought, yeah, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, I could, I feel you in the moment, but of course, this is, you know, 20 right. some years team. later looking back, but right. I feel you in the moment, but I don't think I ever known a player to do that. I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but I, I don't think I ever seen right. him. Fuck that. I ain't going out there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, I'm not taking you the ball all the out. money for? You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm not taking the yeah. ball out. Like, come on, bro. You ain't get to play. And what made it worse is he made that shit. I felt, I was like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? Because I really yeah. didn't know where they was going with that. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't, I right. don't remember that. Right. But, exactly. That's the beauty of it. Bring you right back. So it was kind of like the watching it for the there. first time and shit and the way they set it up. Right. They set it up to make them look mm-hmm. really bad. But, you know what I'm saying, they already knew it was coming. So, like, not nah, Pippen didn't go out. <laughs> so they run the play. This motherfucker hit that shit. Boom. Yeah. Damn, he homie. Probably, he probably was like, <laughs> fuck you, Pippen. He probably thought that shit. He probably said that shit. And when it was that's the dumb. nigga that Pippen went hard with, at, hard on at the Olympics and shit. Yeah. Him and Joy. Yeah. He saved his ass. But. He went back to his locker, crossed Pippen's name off the list. Only Michael Jordan's left. He got to figure out how to embarrass that motherfucker too. And obviously, anyway. that ain't happening. But yeah, yeah that, that was that was a tough. That was that was that was that was a tough look because I like Pippen. You know what I'm saying? I always course, I yeah. always felt like Pippen deserved more credit and shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, I hated to see it, but you know yeah. it they got past it. I get past it too. Yeah, they got bad. It was all gravy. That's what I wanted to say, and not to. Um, but I've been seeing people saying this is interesting. <clears throat> There's really no mention of Craig Hodges at all in this documentary, and Craig Hodges was a beast with the Bulls. Like as far as the you know, as far as his threes go, you know, and then the whole thing about you know some people, you know, the the conspiracy speculation, you know, is a, maybe he was just a little too polarizing. You know, he went to the he was one. Craig Rogers was one of the first uh, activists in the league. Right, 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 you right, know right, what I mean? No, like I when they it. went to go see, went to the White House, he came through with the dashiki on and then gave Bush like a, a note. Like, yo, this is where I see some critique in how mm. you run in the country. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they cut this one. Well, they left him with an edited floor. Like, it's just, is, well, it, is it deliberate? Yeah, of course it is. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, in storytelling, you already got eight hours of shit. Without, however, ten hours of stuff without Craig Hodges. One, two. If you talk about Craig Hodges, then you have to talk about the activism. You know what I'm saying? Which is in the story in itself. You know what I'm saying? And with this, it is it's slick that they're focusing the this story on the last season. You know what I'm saying? So right, the last it's an, dance. So it's an excuse to cut anything from the other shit out. You know what I mean? If he wasn't on that last in that last season on that last team, then 
you know what I'm saying, you uh it's grounds for you not to be in the whole shit, right? But then if you do right. open it up, then you have to open up that the fact that he was activist. And then you had to open up the fact right. that Jordan wasn't in contrast. You know what I'm saying? And what did that all mean? So that's right. a complicated story to just kind of throw in there, just speaking as a producer. But you know, right. as a fan, yeah, you definitely want to hear. It. But like, if if you, as a producer, you thinking, okay, which stories are we gonna tell as it relates to this last season, and then the backstories that kind of led up to it? That would probably not make it, unless we was talking about an act, activism story, which. If Jordan's signed up to be this, he probably don't want you talking about that kind of shit anyway. You know what I'm saying? Because that's you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a knock, and that's well, they kind of they they talked they about it a little did bit, a little bit. Yeah, but they yeah, explained they it. Away. They, they explained it away though. You know what I'm saying? Not they didn't yeah. open nothing back up. They kind of like this is what happened, and this is why, and that should speak for the Hodges thing. That should speak blankly for everything, really, in a, in a producer's Damn. mind. Unless you really wanted to go there, but it was, was there a need to go there for a legacy piece as this is? I know Clark Hodges listens to this shit like, damn, nigga, work. You ain't even going, oh, but I mean, agree shit. with him. But <laughs> I, mad I, I think shit. that would have lost a subscriber. I think, I think it's still, it's, it's curious that they didn't mention Shaq shit in the series that they beat the Bulls. You know what I'm saying? To not mention that Shaq was a dominating force. You know what I'm saying? Your whole story was about Nick Anderson saying Jordan ain't wear the 2-3. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the 4-5 the don't look like the 2-3, bro. That's the whole story. I'm sure Shaq yeah. is like, come on, man. <laughs> right, right. But, or maybe they're going to get back to him. Who know? Nah, that's yeah. that. Or maybe that's Shaq didn't sign a release. Nah, he Shaq would have definitely signed a release. Jordan didn't sign the Jordan cut that shit, fool. Right. And you know, I'm sure Shaq probably know why he ain't in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I'm sure whatever <coughs> relationship he got, he know what it is. And that's what it is. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's your house. You invite who you want up in that bitch. You tell the story how you want to tell it. Yeah. That's the beauty of 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 having a legacy. That's the beauty of putting in the work. He say, you know, work come first, then the champagne. This is champagne cognac moment. He in his yeah. crib drinking his cognac, smoking his cigar on the screen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How about that? This is how I gets down. You, <laughs> Shit. He said, you don't agree because you ain't won nothing. That line is so cold-blooded because you haven't won anything. <laughs> that you shit won is nothing. insult to injury. You ain't won nothing. That <laughs> shit is. I nigga. Boy. <laughs> you oh, just a motherfucker man. on your boy. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst mantra to hear at all. You ain't worth ain't win nothing. You ain't never won anything. That's oh, your mindset because you ain't won nothing. Mm, mm, mm. Right. That's funny as shit. Oh, man. <clears throat> What else is going on, man? Speaking of winning, um, did you see Versus this weekend? I did. I did. I did. 
I thought we won. I thought we won. I thought that shit was one of these shits have been great as of yeah. late. I mean, um, I, I like the way I like the way um, Erica primarily. In both, they brought uh-huh. good vibes, both both of them. But Erica, right. being the pimp that she is, she mm-hmm. set the tone of this ain't really no battle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She said mm-hmm. she she set the tone. She established the hierarchy. It's all love. She established the hierarchy right off the rip. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Before we even get started, I'm gonna play the song and play the elephant in the room right now. Okay? You know what I'm saying? Right. Which right, was right. which was brilliant because one, it's the same song Jill wrote it. Okay, so you giving her her right. roses. You know what I'm saying? But also. If we gonna get into the backstory, that was the record that kind of put Jill on. You know what I'm saying? So it was her first record. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was her coming in the right. game. It took Jill right back to the place where she was looking up at Erica, and it was from that mm. moment on, it was no longer a battle. That shit was, you know what I'm saying? Camaraderie, and <laughs> I thought that shit was dope. Yeah. I thought I thought it was very slick yeah. how she did that shit. She turned that shit uh-huh. real quick and put, because, you know, it could have easily went, Jill is the nice one and the people's choice. It could have easily did all of that. But by uh-huh. by her putting Jill in the, in the um, position of of being gracious, it set, the, mm. set a tone of. Or um, her being in a position of being gracious. You mean Erica being gracious. Both. You think Jill but, being grateful. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Now, I don't think she, I don't okay. think Erica was being gracious at that point. I think she was intent intentionally, deliberately, deliberately you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. creating a hierarchy. It's just like when okay. LeBron when LeBron dap you up after the game and he rub your head. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, the yeah. the guy who uh, get his head rubbed is immediately in the you know what I'm saying yeah. <laughs> the lesser Something. position. You know what I'm saying? Right, he, right, he, right, right. So it's not sunning you, he congratulating you or whatever, but he gonna put his hand on top of your head. And it's like, right. damn, dog, why you got your hand on my fucking head? To sun you a little bit. That's what dogs do. You know, if a dog, one dog puts their head on top of the other dog, they outfit that dog. Right. So Erica you know. came in and outfit the situation right right quick. Okay. Subtly, though. Subtly. Right. I, you know what I'm saying? Probably wouldn't even know. You saw it, though. Yeah, I saw it, but I I peeped it. You peeped it. <laughs> and that shit was no longer a battle. Uh, well, that's but, interesting. But baby, mean, Babyface did the same thing. Babyface did the same thing, except for Teddy yeah, tried yeah. to bucket, you know what I'm saying, and ended up looking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He tried to bucket, you know what I mean? So so when, when Babyface came, when Teddy came on, hey, you know what I'm saying, oh, I don't know how we're going to do this. Why don't you go ahead and play something? And Babyface was like, oh, no, no, no. You go first. You know what I'm saying? Seniority, seniority, you uh, go first. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Teddy didn't take too kindly to that shit, so he kind of got flustered a little bit, so he didn't go graciously. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He got a little flustered, and he kept trying to bucket. All right, let's switch at halftime. And he's like, ah, oh, what you talking about, Teddy? <laughs> right, right, right. Which you say you like that, though. You like the halftime switch, though. I do, I do. I'm just saying that Babyface was not trying to get that up. But you know. now did you see that in T Pain and um Lil John or you felt like they were just more so I did enjoying Lil the, John the Lil John okay. Alpha Dog T Pain. Right. 
I can't like, remember. I, didn't, I can't. I can't. I can't remember the instance because I didn't see the beginning. But okay, when I came in the whole way through, all T Pain did was was kind of laugh at himself and you know defer to Lil John, which is not bad because it made for good right. entertainment. It's just it's that respect. he was never gonna yeah. win that shit in a you know competition. So do you think that needs to be done to to have a uh, like a more like and I don't want to say civil, but like to have a better battle? You think somebody needs to defer to the other one, no, or do you no, feel like no. a battle? Then you don't defer. You you punch the motherfucker in the chest, right. like Steve. So Kirk. have you seen a battle? <laughs> have you seen any battles in these verses? And you you um anything that you I, would uh, I, I, consider I didn't a see, battle? I didn't see all. I mean, I didn't see all of them. I, I mean, I may have um from what you Sean, saw. Sean Garrett when maybe I don't know, but I didn't see that battle. Um, okay, Rizza had too many technical difficulties, so he was on the backslide from the jump. Um, did you see any sunning in there? Oh, not sunning. Let's not say any uh deliberate hierarchy. Uh, indications in that battle, or you feel like they just came in? And nah, I think I think it was respectful. Love. I think I think Premier Premier came in very graciously, and he just had mm-hmm. his shit together. You know what I'm saying? So, right, battle wise, his shit sounded great. You know what I'm saying? It was he was prepared than a motherfucker. So, right, it made right. RZA, who could have been the alpha dog in that scenario. Not get the position that he probably could have had if his shit was together. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and that's just based on the technology. Just you know what I'm saying? It's simple shit. And with you know, he was one prepared for the technology. Um, I just think mm. is it, I think they both ladies were prepared and they were ready. And I think that they both were willing to to be in a space where it just went off as like you know sisters in camaraderie. You know what I'm saying? I did see a couple of mm. people. You know what I'm saying? Mention low key shade and blase skip, but I, I wasn't up on the politics of Jill and Erica, so I don't know if that was the mm. case or not. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I tended to enjoy what they were doing and what they were giving. You know, so it was just a it right. was a it was a it was a mood, you know what I mean? It was something you could just play right. and you could just play it and be chilling. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't necessarily yeah. a, a back and forth, ah nigga, ah, this what we you know what I mean. Yeah, that nah, was a good one. It's a good one. I don't know if it's going to be the trend because, you know, things could change based on the competitors or whatever or the participants. Mm-hmm. But this round, and just like with the, uh, even with the baby face, probably later into the baby face Teddy Riley shit, I just, I throw away the scorecard. I don't even score in these shits. I just be vibing out. Like, if the vibe is there, the vibe is there. Right. What, um, <clears throat> what I also liked, what I... Not to say that I forgot, but maybe I did forget or maybe I didn't take it into consideration. You forget how dope both of their pens are. Right. Like, they, their lyricism is bananas. Just the shit that they say in the, the slick way it's said or the way that they tell these stories and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit was fly. Like, you, you on both sides, you like, damn, oh, wow, I forgot that one. That is, right. oh, wow, she did say some shit there, you know. Right. I liked Erica's set design. You know, that's very yeah. Erica Badu. Yeah. You know what I mean? With with Bruce Lee in the back and shit. <laughs> I thought that was fire. I like <laughs> I like the I like the way that she had the business set up with this shit. I was like, okay, we'll do this shit, but Oh yeah. But you know what I'm saying? The, cake. the, the merch is at yeah. my motherfucking website. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
And right. you could go to and G- the after parties over there too. Right. You could go to Jill's and buy the merch too. But guess what? It's the same merch. So they probably worked it out. Well, right. they split it. You know what I'm saying? But it was the same merch and it was yeah. the same models from Erica's site. So you know Erica probably yeah. had them shits designed and ready to go. This is what we gonna do. And that's what yeah. they did. So she probably made a coin off of her shit. You know what I mean? Because her shit ain't cheap over there. Yeah. And. Nah, you can see it. You can see Erica's enterprising. Yeah, you know, just in you know, she even said it when uh about the Sugar Water Festival. She was like, "You put that together, right?" She was like, "Nah, I ain't put it together. Queen put it together, but you know, Queen popping. She was over here with it, over there right. where you can see her people the scene and being like, right. okay, I need to sit down with the Queen.' You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what I thought was super dope was like speaking of deliberate. Um, I, I the one part where she was talking about on and on. And she said, um, she was like, you know, I started that shit. She said, you know, I started it with a reference to, um, you know, Audio 2, Milk is Chilling, with the, mm-hmm. with them first, doom, 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 doom. And then she said, said, yeah, she said, I used to be a fan of Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also started it kind of with a reference to Real Love. And I wanted to let her know I was coming. <laughs> like, <doom. laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Like, that shit was real. Like, I was like, I fucked with yeah. that. Yeah. But, uh. That's the same reference, actually. (laughs) Which, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 the audio two shit. Yeah, the audio two shit. But just the fact that she was like, she set her sights. Like, no, 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 I see what's going on here. I'm in the building, though. I'm knocking on this door. I want to let you know I'm in here. You know what I mean? That shit, that was was super dope. But She um, did, too. I I just like the way she managed her career. I, I love the way she managed her career like a legacy act from the you know what I'm saying? Basically, after that first album, she was managing her shit like a legacy act. You know what I'm saying? Controlling mm. her her imagery, controlling her merch, control. You know what I'm saying? That shit was like right. she always had it popping in that regard. Yeah, that's a whole that that right there is a story that needs to be told more on when we talk about you know artists and entertainers. I mean, it gets told here and there, but like when you see somebody that's as business savvy as they are talented. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like they, you know, they they just as on par with their shit. They know how to to steer the ship, you know? Like right. in a way that that doesn't uh compromise the integrity of the shit, you right. know? Right. Uh <clears throat> it was one other thing I had about the Erica shit. Okay, so um I if it comes back to me, it comes back to me. Um but uh so the next one is Nelly and Ludacris. Yeah. Who who's your what's your prediction and who who what is your prediction for the uh the uh the what's the word? The exercise of showing hierarchy. The hierarchy theory by Muhammad Dom, I think uh, Muhammad, yeah, Mr. Muhammad. I think um I think Muhammad Lud- Damas. I think Luda has more polish in that regard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think being that that they're both hip hop and the way that they are, I think it'll be a little mm-hmm. more a little more competitiveness associated with it mm-hmm. than than um right. You know what I'm saying? Anybody bowing down to somebody Love else. Fest. You know what I'm saying? Love Fest. Right, I think right. they're gonna have a lot of shit to say. I think Luda is low key really slick out the mouth. So, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You might take them for, you know, like a little easy breezy, but he really slick. He really say some slick shit. So I'm sure right. he'll have some zingers. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I expect a lot of allure sl- sweatsuits and Air Force Ones out in the building, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. In the audience, rather, in the comments. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think, I think, um, I mean, I don't know much, I don't know enough about Nelly's catalog to go against Luda, which I know a lot about, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Which, you know, mm-hmm. his career kind of aligned with mine to where, we, you know what I'm saying? He was an artist that was- Luda's or Nelly's? Luda's. In a way that okay, he was a line an artist that was aligned to a lot of my projects. He did a he we he did a lot of projects with us. You know what I'm saying? So it was mm-hmm. like when he was coming out, it was like when I was making my little ascent in the whole industry. So it's kind of mm-hmm. aligned and linked in a certain way. So you know, Luda was on the first Yard Fest. You know what I'm saying? Luda did you know mm-hmm. uh, a tour with us. To, you know what I'm saying for Super Bowl in Tampa, you know what I'm saying? He did maybe six markets leading up to that. Uh with with you know what I mean? So it's a we did a lot of things and it's like I've seen his career in a different kind of way than I've seen Nelly's, you know what I'm saying? Which mm-hmm. was Nelly's was more Carla's artist, you know what I'm saying, when we was working. You know how everybody had their own artist. <laughs> so since Carla's from St. Louis Shout out she, to Carla Radford. Carla Radford. Past guest on the podcast. No doubt. So since she was from St. Louis and her nephew was in Nelly's camp, she handled most of Nelly's stuff when we did stuff with Nelly. So I never really studied him as much as I studied Luda, so I don't know his catalog as much. But mm. Luda, I think Luda not only has his records and shit, which were low-key bangers, you know what I'm saying, in some regards, but his features mm. were even better than his, you know what I'm saying, a lot of his records, like his features is what the surprise attack, the sneak attack is going to be when he started dropping them features. And um, somebody mm. somebody posted, and I forgot about this shit. I forgot he was even on that shit. You know what I'm saying? What? They motherfuckers dropped the motherfucking looter feature on Made You Look. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man. And you know it was a live from performance. the school of hard knocks, snake yeah. peaks, and low blows. Yeah, yeah, and and it was a live. The clip was live, so you could see niggas going crazy. Mm-hmm. It was live in New York, so you could see niggas just. It was going. at Webster Hall. I was there. You know what I'm saying? There. Niggas going yeah, that crazy. Shit was a moment. And so yeah. it was like, I forgot. I was like, whoa! I forgot about that one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So people tend to forget he was on a lot of respectable ass shit. Outside of his own shit that was banging. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I think I think to your point, or just or coming off your point, one thing that's gonna give this cause it's an interesting reaction that I've seen to in anticipation for the battle. You know, um <clears throat> people my age, I kinda there's a lot of people that feel like loot is the generation after them on a certain level. I don't mm-hmm. think so. But there's a lot of people that, you know, there's people that, the people that grew up on Nas didn't grow up on Luda. You know what I mean? They was like, they kind of, that's their peer on a certain level. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's almost like basketball too. You know what I mean? Like when somebody's your peer, it's harder to, to, to be as impressed or root for them as passionately as somebody that's older than you. You know what I mean? So, um, not to say that Nas is much, but he's older than you. Cats grew up on him. But I say all that to say, I think... Both Nelly and Luda, with as impressive the careers that they have had, 
Mm-hmm. I think both of them probably feel like they might not get the respect that they deserve. Right. You know what I mean? They right. might feel underrated on a certain level. Like when you were saying, you know, Luda's low key, slick out the mouth, or Luda, you know, had low key features. Like you, the modifier is low key. And Luda was kind of, you know, like he was one of them cats. To your point about Erica, I feel like from the door, and maybe it's because he came in the game from radio and shit like that, mm-hmm. but from the door, he was just as enterprising as he was dope. You right. know what I'm saying? So he he controlled his image. He was never like, he could get wild to say some old crazy, you know, sexual vulgar shit, but it'd be kind of like tongue in cheek. You know what I mean? Like he ain't right. going to do too much crazy shit. He had, you know, him and T.I. had their situations, but they were kind of two sides of the same coin a certain, not the mm-hmm. same coin, but two sides of the, the same success mode or same success era. They were often being compared to right. one another. You know right. what I mean? And, um, you know, I think, uh, both of those artists did so well commercially that they might not get respect lyrically. Luda right. gets a lot. I think Luda gets more respect Luda, um, lyrically probably than Nelly does just off the top. But I think that Nelly, you know, like I think he's like, hold on, nigga, I'm I'm nice too. Or I'm I'm that motherfucker I think y'all need to remember. So it right. could be good. Could both be charged with that type of energy like, oh, right. y'all forgot. Ooh, right. nigga. You know I what I mean? So. I will say this, right? <clears throat> Luda, yeah. Luda had had bars, right? But again, a lot of times right. he went tongue in cheek with his imagery, you know what I mean? In his videos, right. it was almost cartoony sometimes. It was very red manish, you know what I'm saying? How he approached his imagery. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which Right. Which, you know what I'm saying? But he didn't get the you same You get put in that category. Yeah, he didn't get the same um he didn't get put in that category, Respect. the same category as Redman, as far as being a lyricist, right? And then you don't people, think so? I, I mean, th- they did, but you know what I'm saying. You, it still didn't feel like, like when you when you hear Redman, be like, oh yeah, he uh, he. You think lyricist first, you know what I'm saying? When you think Luda, you might think sales and commercial first. You know what I mean? That's just okay. my own right, opinion. Right. I'm, I'm just talking because he did better than Redman. He, he did better yeah. than Redman, probably commercially. Yeah, you know so what I mean. You, but go ahead. You think sales, and it it didn't come off as like Redman shit. Felt like it came off as like that's Redman just being you know taking something grimy Red and then Man. making it fun. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? With Luda, it felt right. like him taking something fun and then trying to make it you know have some texture. You know what I mean? And okay. then. With with Nelly, I don't think Nelly ever was put in the lyricist category at all. It was just nah, he's just commercial, really. like a commercial singer. So it probably would have, you know, what I'm saying like you put him more aligned with like a Ja Rule, you know what I mean? And the fact that they were both making kind of commercial, big commercial singy songs, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think I think Nelly uh, is of the mindset. I don't, I don't know what mindset he's on, but it seems to be that right. you know we speculate. I'm. Yeah. You know, I'm, I've sell all these records, but you know what I'm saying? I'm a serious, you know what I'm saying, MC. I'm a serious rapper. You know what I'm saying? I'm a serious person. You know what I'm saying? I might still punch you in the eye, give you a black eye. You know what I'm saying? Because shit, I'm Nelly. Don't uh-huh. don't get the don't don't let the smooth ditties fool you. You know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. so he all he had that chip, you know. But it's two different chips. Right, right. They both got some chips. Chips ahoy in this bitch. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna definitely be interesting. Uh I I'm going Luda. 
You know what I mean? Just because I'm, but it's kind of for the same, not, no, nah, I'm not going to, kind of for the same reason that I went with Erica, even though I'm a, yeah, because I was, a, I'm more familiar with Luda's catalog than I am with Nelly's catalog. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but Nelly might surprise me with some nah, shit where I'm it, like, oh, shit, I forgot about that. You know? I think, I think, I think Nelly's going to come with the bangers and the, the the big songs and the, oh, shit, yo, you did that song with John Mayer, whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? But Man. I think what's going to take Nelly, I mean, Luda over the board is like the more grimy records that he's done. You know what I'm saying? Like the Meiji looks. And be like, ooh. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you hit, yeah. like, I don't think yeah. Nelly got anything that can, you know what I'm saying, go on the, against the Major Look remix. Not that I could think of. Not that I could think of. I mean, like, if we going to get on some other shit, though, and that's a, that's a good point, like, as far as, the red man category, right? You know, like this Pete, the tongue in cheek rapper, or the, you know, like the, the rapper that's lyrical, but then they could get silly. Mm-hmm. So you might not respect them as the self, the real self serious MCs. You know what I mean? The Rockems, the Jay Zs, the Nas's. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. not to say that Buster is not fucking crazy lyrical, or Luda don't get busy, or Red Man don't get busy, or even Eminem gets busy. But the fact that they're their visuals are often real kind of cartoonish or over the top or way more fun, you know what I mean? Or less hyper-realistic than the other cats. They get put in that box to where they don't get always brought up in the top five conversations. But they ill, so I think that's going to be the thing. And again, like I paid more attention to Luda's career, so I'm thinking like I also think that Luda got not only do he have bars, but he worked. He worked with a lot of dope producers. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He got he got some shit with Kanye, a few joints with Kanye, if I'm not mistaken. You know, like he jumped on that shit with Nas that was fire, like, and just some of his own, like, throw them bows. Like, when wow. you hear that shit, that beat, like, that beat is that shit knocking. crazy. Yeah, you know, so it's going to be interesting, man. That's going to be, a, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be. I mean, I know, one. I know some. I mean, I, it's records that I ain't know that Luda got that. It's like, <laughs> them shits is hard. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah. I, I don't think it's just, it's just, you know, what I'm saying. And then it's just probably my taste level is where I don't, I don't feel like I ever heard anything from Nelly that made me go, ooh, oh, except for um, drop down and get your ego on. That shit was fire. Drop down and get your ego on was fire. Oh yeah, that, that shit, shit was, was fire. fire. Um. Nelly got a lot of points in the book with the tip drill video. I don't even remember what right, the record, right. but yeah, the, I don't um, even remember oh, what I, that know, sound but, like. Um, yeah, I, I remember what I remember how it sounded. This is what you know, whatever. But that other record he had, um, he killed it on um, on Ti's Get Loose on the. I think that's on the Urban Legend album. Mm-hmm. Is that on the Urban Legend album? I think it's on the Urban Legend album. That shit fire. Like that beat mm-hmm. is bananas. I think it's a Jazzy Faye beat. And Nelly kind of kill that shit. And I think on the corner, I think, I don't say hot take, but I think Nelly is one of the initial mumble rappers in a way. Like Damn. maybe even Bone <laughs> might be. No, no, no. Now when I say that, I'm just saying it like this. I mean, like, I think a lot of people get put in that mumble rapper category when they flow is so different from what you're used to hearing. And you know what I mean? And if you're not paying attention, 
you don't catch all the shit that they saying. You know what I mean? So niggas uh, make it reductive. Because, like, when I first heard Bone Thugs and Harmony, I was like, I'm not really into this. I'm not really taking my... You know what I mean? I'm right. from New York, so I wasn't really into it until... And I remember particularly, and I think this might have been before the Biggie and Bone song, but I remember I used to do Street Team for Relativity, mm-hmm. and we was at a meeting... And this was, a, I think, the Eternal something album. One, of, I think the second, I forget which one it was. Probably in, it's like post-98 around that time. Some shit like that. And maybe 97. And uh, it was this badass shorty in there. And like just amongst like the people that was playing Street Team, right? And she was bad as shit. And they was playing a Bone record. And she was kicking all of the Bone shit. And she's from New York, but she was right. kicking all of the Bone shit, like right to the to the to word for word, like the whole shit and killing that shit. I, and like I was like, that was the first time I was like, hold on, maybe I gotta listen. <laughs> and um, so I remember that clearly. But then I'm telling you this: when I graduated from college, I remember. Shout out to Chris Latimer. We went to the Cancun All-Star Fiesta. And this was the year. And I think he talked about it on the podcast. I wasn't at that podcast, but he talked about it on the podcast. But um, there was a few artists that were broken. I don't want to say broken, but like were showcased at this festival. Mm-hmm. One was Cameron and um, one was Nelly and the St. Lunatics. So meaning that, you know, the festival had mad events throughout the course of the weekend, mm-hmm. and Nelly and them performed at at least three of them joints. Right. At least three of them joints. It was like a, a fucking, um, what do you call it, when they, with the bull, like the, the you know, the, with the matador, they had like a, the whole bullshit. He performed at that. Uh, he performed at like a, like a fashion show type of thing. And he might've performed at one of the, like the late night events, like the fashion show was during the day, the bull, you know, the whole thing that was, uh, during the day. And that shit was a little brutal to see, to be totally honest with you. I mean, to be honest, like even back then to see that bull leaking like that, you kind of like, damn, what are we watching? But anyway, (laughs) um, but they were new. They were a brand new act. On Sony, they was a brand new act, whatever, and um, you know they had that old um, we're going down, down, baby. You know the country grammar shit, which right. I think maybe by performance three, that shit had become the theme song for niggas getting drunk. You know what I mean? Like first right. it was unfamiliar, niggas might have been a little kind of guarded on it and like eh, whatever, whatever. But he popped up so many times and each time he popped up, he had rocked that shit. Like he would go hard. He was rocking that shit like it was number one on the charts. <laughs> and by the time you heard it the third time, you was with it because you was probably three jungle juices deep. You know what I'm saying? Like it was all <laughs> inclusive, super, you know, super drunk. But I say all that to say, when I listened to Country Grammar later, we're going down, down, baby. Whatever the fuck. He's talking about a drive-by. Like right. that. I yeah. never even paid attention. Street yeah. sweeper ready to let it. Like, nigga, I ain't never I thought about that shit until pops. way later. <laughs> yeah, because it just sounded like some kind of bubble gummy nursery, shit. Like even with 2C yeah. Slide. Yeah. Yeah, some nursery rhyme shit. So initially you like, come on. And I say the mumble rapper shit because a lot of times when you hear these cats that got these unorthodox flows or what they or seemingly very simple flows you might not listen but until somebody like yo i don't know if you caught what he said but he just said some wild shit and then you listen mm-hmm. back you like oh hold on and it's a this a talent in that to say some shit in a very matter of fact or you know like real creative type of way so right. 
it's going to be interesting to see who does what. No doubt. Anyway. I mean, it's entertainment anyway. for us, man. It's free. We in the building. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, we can't, you can't get these times back. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> who knows when artists are going to yeah, be man. sitting around doing nothing <laughs> and just getting on the fucking Instagram and battle. For our right, right, just shit. for just for shits and giggles, right. yeah. For, for, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you can't replace this time. Yeah. Like, like shit, man. This is giving us some gems in this time. You know, oh, yeah, already. It's like it's gonna be funny. Fifteen years, people gonna be reminiscing. Like, damn, man, I miss, I miss when we was quarantining. Yeah, it's like, they like, don't want to do it now, but watch. Remember, he, you know, what I'm saying we discovered him on quarantine radio and shit. Like that was the first time anybody ever heard. Right, him. you know, what I'm saying that's what he got. That's wow. what he got on. Like you know, what I'm saying it's gonna be all kind of shit like that. Right. IG live. Yeah, it's gonna be a moment like MySpace and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Soldier Boy was yeah, the MySpace. Remember, Soldier Boy was the MySpace era. Yeah, it kicked all yeah. this online shit off. And yeah. everything after that, you know, is that whole time post-soldier is locked boy. in post-Soldier Boy. Mm. This time is going to be locked in as something. Well, I don't know what it is yet, but I'm, I'm not 19 either. But it's something, man. Speaking of that, I didn't even, yeah, speaking of that, I didn't, you kind of led me to some other shit. I didn't even think about that, but um, speaking of Instagram <clears throat> and shit like that, <clears throat> did you see Takashi 2 million? I didn't see it, but I. I, I, I but did you I see to see the stat? Yeah, I saw the stat. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. It feels like at this point it might be you know car accident type of sh- attention. You know what I mean? I'm curious. Yeah, uh, does what it the, even matter? You know what I'm saying? If, if you're getting people, well, no, that. but you know, I'm just curious as far as if that's going to be the sustain. You're going to be able to sustain if that's like. That's where you're going to be at. Are you going to be Takashi 2 million? You know what I mean? Even doubling down on being a rat. Right. If this is this, cause it felt like a shift and maybe not a shift. Cause I know, you know, you know, yeah, it felt like a shift in the way that the cat was like, I did 2 million and I ratted. Like this is right. kind of, this is kind of new in the yeah, way buddy. of the, uh, not of the rat, but in the way or not of the snitch or whatever, but in the way of, yeah, I ratted. <laughs> like that type of attitude in hip hop. I ain't never seen this one before. And it's the year to rat. The proud, the proud, you know, you, I mean, it is the year to rat. So maybe see, it is. The thing hey. about it is, is that what he does is he's taking whatever's given to him and he's running with it. You know he's what I'm saying? He's a troll. Yeah, yeah if you're going to call me that, okay, all right, I'll take that. I'm, I'll be that. You know what I mean? And he's going to run right. with it all the way. And as long as people looking, right. that's where he makes his money is in attention, and he, mm-hmm. he's proven himself to do whatever it takes to get the attention. So, you know what I mean? It, it, it's just like in a fight. You know what I'm saying? You, it's gonna go down to the guy who's willing to be the most violent. And mm. in this case, in trolling and in internet attention, he's willing to go the distance all the way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so take it to the flow. He's taking yeah. it all the way. You know what I mean? And if the guys who who he violated or who felt violated by his actions aren't doing anything about it. You know what, what the fuck you think these regular people who ain't even in the streets going to do? They don't know. You know right. what I'm saying? They don't know nothing about that shit or what it means or what it's supposed to be. All they want to be is entertained. You know what I mean? And I'm sure that he's 
probably, I mean, I would hope that he's covered his bases on whoever he owes taxes to in regards to this whole situation. I'm not sure mm-hmm. who or what or how, but I'm sure he had to because by the time he took that picture outside, I was like, yo, nigga's going to have his address by 6 o'clock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And sure enough. Yeah, because I saw a video. I saw yeah. a video of a girl saying, yo, he's in my backyard. Right. And I not, was like, not, yeah. I'm like, it's a matter yeah, of 10, crazy. 15 minutes for, you know what I'm saying? Everybody know where he lives. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So, I mean, hopefully he's taking care of those who he's he's wronged. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. And which, if that's the case, then none of us really got nothing to talk about. And, you know, but. Right. I don't think nobody is 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 itching to get down in in the middle of the camera with them, especially if they're affiliated with any kind of, you know, street life. Hmm. He did that video with striking. Know, it's interesting. It's striking that you know he does the video now, and of course it's quarantine, but he still got the girls dancing. But you never seen you know Takashi video with girls dancing. That ain't even his shit. You know what I'm saying? His shit is a bunch of hyper masculine. <laughs> Men with guns. with guns, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, that's right. that was his whole shit. Like, girls twerking and shit. That don't even fit. Like, what the what the what is this? Yeah, the pivot. That's that's you know what I'm saying. That's lazy. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's lazy? Yeah, I say it's lazy. You might not be able to get the, the cats with like, the guns no more. I mean, uh, of course, but I mean, golly, right. that's the best you can come with. Uh. You know, there's a quarantine going on. Social distance. As as one. Um, yo, there was if we uh, I wanted to. Well, this last weekend we lost quite a uh, quite a few icons. You know, like this was a this was a big one. You know, between I know you touched on Andre Harrell. You spoke about Andre mm-hmm. Harrell, Betty Wright, mm-hmm. uh, Little Richard, Jerry yeah. Stiller. I throw Jerry. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I guess Roy from Siegfried and Roy, not that I followed his career, but I, you know, you Who? know about him, but Who? it was a lot of Roy from Siegfried and Roy, you know, Siegfried oh, and Roy, yeah, the cats yeah, in yeah. Vegas that play, that be with the Tigers. Yeah. yeah he died too. Damn. I think somebody else, but you know, like, yeah, man. Um, nah, yeah, man. man, I was, uh, <clears throat> go ahead. No, nah, I was just saying, was saying? right was a legend where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? Like DB. Yeah. She was like, you know, the the industry person, like the person who, you know what I'm saying, who went and made it, you know, and still live right. in Liberty City, you know what I'm saying? And, right. you know, she she had a husband, King Sporty, he had a studio in, in the crib. I guess, uh-huh. it was, I guess it was her studio, but he, he ran it or whatever. But all right. of the up-and-coming rap niggas was always trying to get to King Sporty because he had the the best studio in the hood you know what i'm saying and um mm. so you know they they stayed representing even when she wasn't that visible in the pop culture you know what i'm saying they stayed representing mm-hmm. in miami you know what i mean so that's a that was a um i felt that one too yeah and nah, nah, she's official i always um i always my i guess my big introduction to betty right was with tonight's tonight you know what I mean? Like that that record was crazy. And uh as I was just thinking about it, I think the way I got introduced to it was via sample. As cheesy as it is, do you remember 
The um, remember Candyman? Remember the record Knocking mm-hmm. Boots? Yeah. Doesn't that sample Betty yeah. Wright? Is it yeah. that? Don't and, they use um, that? Yeah, that that's Knocking Boots, and I want to sex you up. Right, 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 right. Sex you up. Yeah, that was, that was Betty Wright too. But then when I heard like the original, when I heard her shit. That shit was just a different level of dope. Like, those songs were fire, too. They were good, you know. But that shit, the original, because sometimes people take the sample and kill it and take it to the next level. The original shit was fire. Just mm-hmm. her talking at the end, like, the, the you know what I mean? The way she was just, I don't want to say talking shit, but just talk. Yeah, kind of talking shit. Like, the live moments in that record. Right. That shit is a groove, man. That shit, that shit got a lot of... A lot of fucking soul to it, you know. Like that's that's up there. That's one of them top tier jams. You turn that shit on, it kind of changed the mood in the room. You know what I mean? Like it was uh that was dope. I heard she was in Miami. I didn't know she was from Miami, but I heard yeah. she was in Miami doing like vocal coaching and things like that. I know she used to do vocal coaching for Lil Wayne. But yes, um, she you like know, you know like, what I'm saying. Yeah. Stay like she's in the community. Like you know what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. I, I shot her once for you know when she she uh came and represented at um uh, Trayvon Martin's mother she does this event mm-hmm. called Circle of Mothers where you know what I'm saying mothers who have kids who died you know what I'm saying a lot of them died from you know gun violence and stuff like that or you know she was there at that you know what I'm saying and I was like damn that's Betty riding this mother you know what I'm saying so it was cool mm-hmm. it's cool to to kind of you know. Be in the the room with with a legend that you know it's just chilling like ain't even tripping on nothing and and it ain't a right. big in today's pop culture you know what I'm saying conversation but it's big to the mm-hmm. place that where I'm from and where it means something to me. Mm-hmm. So that's dope. Yeah, man. Yeah, all, all that kind of shit yeah, now man. is is becoming a lot more important, especially with everybody dying and shit and this threat of you know this virus out here and shit is kind of like the shit you start well at least i do i started you know in this quarantine thinking about what you know what I'm saying what makes me me you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and when you start getting to what makes me me is you know miami is 90 percent of that you know what i'm saying it's like mm. even even i've been in new york for 20 20 years you know what i'm saying even mm. when 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 I first got here and I'm in meetings and shit and I'm in the boardroom, I'm talking to people and they got on New York suits and, you know what I'm saying, they asking me where I'm from because I sound country and shit to them. You know what I'm saying? It's just still like a motherfucker, a little motherfucker with gold teeth in my head, you know what I'm saying, that that ride with me. And, you know what I'm saying, mm. anytime I got to get to the negotiation or, you know what I'm saying, to the real part of the shit, that's the attitude that jumps out. Because that's, mm. you know what I'm saying, you you are informed by that where you're from. You know what I'm saying? I never grew up in New York, so I'm not informed by what, you know, drives a, a, a cat in New, New York, York. To, to get aggressive right. when you have to. I don't know what drive. I don't know what that is. You know what I'm saying? So I know it from where I'm from, and, you know, mm-hmm. I draw on that, and I love it. You know what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> Andre Harrell, that shit was that was that was tough too. That yeah. was a um. That for me, I liked Andre Harrell in the way that um uh, he was one of them cats. I looked at him as like 
the nexus of like hip hop and aspiration. You know what right. I mean? Like he always like the the context and you know how I saw Uptown and like a lot of weight, a lot of shit that he presented to the game was always elevated, but right. not in a way to where it was uh, beyond reach or like you know it was from the ground up. You know what I mean? It was it was seasoned in the community, but it was elevated, you know what I mean, in a way that kind of, it was like putting a frame on it, you know what I mean? You know, sometimes you could take the picture, but then until somebody put it in the frame and hang that shit up, you don't appreciate it the same. I think mm-hmm. he was one of them cats that, that did that, like, that, you know, even with, like, Ghetto Fabulous, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, just that, that the way of looking at it then, that thing, oh, shit, like, celebrating, celebrating everything, you know, yeah. on, uh, on the, you know, on the, on the most uh, street level. You know what I'm saying? Like, right there from ground zero. Like, that shit is, that was kind of fly. I, I mean. And then, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. With Dre, with Dre, when he was a rapper in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, that was their whole mm. thing was champagne, bubbles, suits. You right. You know what I'm saying? Straight up suits. They they rapped from that era when everything was, you know what I'm saying, party and super fly. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, like. When niggas was talking about, you know, the champagne Cadillacs and shit. You know what I'm saying? Now, he from that era, and he, he kept that sentiment. But the thing about Dre was he was always able to to uh, stay ahead of the times. Like, he was a timeless type mm. of person in style, in taste, where you couldn't really pin it on. Like, he's, a, he's literally a late 70s rapper. You know what I'm saying? But... You wouldn't mm. look at him and be like, that nigga stuck in the late 70s with his shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like you might look at a rapper from the 90s and be like, damn, that nigga's a 90s rapper. You know what I'm saying? And you got right. him pegged there. He was like a late 70s, early 80s rapper that was able to stay ahead of the curve and able to able to see. You know what I'm saying? Like, his vision, we we are beneficiaries of his vision to, to see mm-hmm. and say, you know what? I'm going to do things like this. Like he he was working for Russell Simmons, but he saw things mm-hmm. totally different than Russell Simmons. You know what I'm saying? Russell Simmons thought he was soft because he wanted to do like R and B style that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But what he ended up doing through his groups, you know what I'm saying? Like Christopher Williams and Heavy D and and um not Chris. I don't think Christopher Williams. What's the other? I'll be sure. Mary. One of them motherfuckers. Then, then Mary J. Especially with Mary J with Puff's help, of course. They basically changed R and B forever. Like the 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 way R and B was before, with with the divas and the the big R and B sound and the look and the dressing up and the dresses with the sequins and shit. Once Mary J came, she put all that shit out of business. You know what I'm saying? It's like that shit came to a halt. And very few of those divas kept Moving in the pop culture zeitgeist, you know, Whitney kept it moving, um, you know, a few others. Um, but other than that, that shit was a closed door. Radio time went more towards the hip hoppy younger version of R&B that was kind of spearheaded by Andre Arell and Puffy. But he had the vision to even see Puffy as a 19 year old and say, hey. I'm going to put you in position to actually do this shit. Like, everybody don't have that kind of vision to, you know what I'm saying, trust a 
a 19 year old with the with the keys to the con- the company and he did we benefited yeah he was dope what i liked about him my, what i liked about him was um <clears throat> to your point about vision and I guess the fact that we don't look at him as a 70s, late 70s rap or early 80s MC, you know what I mean? Because uh, his, he know how to market himself. His reinvention was crazy. The one thing when he passed or when I heard the news that he passed, the first thing I thought about was I remember when I guess he moved over to Motown, he mm-hmm. did this ad where he was sitting in the chair and he had the, um, the cigar. It might have been a throne. And he's chilling in no, the throne. It was a, it a, it throne. A, it was a it was big, a, it was a nice chair, though. It was a, nice it was a banging-ass chair. chair. Yeah. And he's sitting in there, he's got the cigar, and then the tagline is, it's on. Like, it was a big thing. And I th- I want to say, I could be wrong, but I feel like that shit might have even been in the train stations. Mm. But the shit was, it was like, I know for sure it was like in the source and shit like that, but it might have even been in the motherfucking subway. But I remember, like, being struck by that image because... That was like somebody taking hip hop sensibility to mm-hmm. being an executive, and obviously Diddy does that too. And you know he, you know he kind he was mentored and he interned for you know Andre Harrell, but just to be that, to have that audacity at the at the top of your job. This is your press release. It's on. You know what I mean? Like that sets it sets expectations super high. I want everybody to know I'm the motherfucker over here, and this is what it is. But like when I found when I saw that news, I was trying to scouring the internet. I couldn't find that photo anywhere. But that mm-hmm. shit was just when I think about him, that shit is so iconic, and it speaks to what I what like I feel like his influence into the game was. You know what right. I mean? Like that that said so much. It's like a, a picture spoke a thousand words. Like when I think about him. That was the first vision I got was like, boom, that shit, that, that audacity, that now nah, I'm, I'm going to make this shit super fly. Watch. That right. shit was dope. No doubt. I remember that shit. Yeah. I, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. the, the, the chair was facing away from the camera. Like you couldn't see him and you just see the cigar. I think it's one. That might have been that. He's looking over. Yeah. yeah one you have some shit over the it. chair? No, nah, it's one iteration yeah. where you don't see him at all. You just see the cigar. Uh-huh. You see his hands uh, up in mm-hmm. the air with the cigar, and then the mm. back, his the back of the chair is to you. You know what I'm saying? But mm. that was probably yeah. just one little iteration of it. It might have been the iteration. My memory be shoddy sometimes. But yo, <laughs> if y'all got the photo, said like uh, hit us in the in the in the mentions with the JPEG footage. If you got that, that'd be dope. Um, Shout out to my man, Jerry Stiller, man. I was a big Jerry Stiller fan based off of Seinfeld, particularly and originally. Um, He played George Costanza's father. And that cat used to steal every scene he was in. Mm. He was one of the funniest, just like, yeah, it it was so effortless, too. Like, the way it's just his whole aura. It's kind of like how you see John Witherspoon his aura is just him being him, who it is. It just exudes. It ain't even like, it's not even nothing that he got to summon. Mm. He's just funny by default. Like, that's kind of, that's how Jerry was. And he embodied that character that, you know, Frank Costanza, man, he killed that shit. Those fucking, 
the episode with the man Zia or even, you know, Festivus. That's like a fucking fake holiday that's come from that show. But like that's that's his whole shit, like the airing of grievances, like just the shit that he would say was. Oh, man, that, he was funny as shit. He was funny on King and Qu- King of Queens, too. But I wasn't as big a fan of, I mean, King of Queens is dope, but like Seinfeld's my shit and those fucking performances, every fucking scene he stole that shit. He was a beast, so rest in peace to that man too. No doubt. Yeah. Oh, shit, dude. <clears throat> you got anything else you want to talk about? What's on your mind? You What, what are you feeling? Oh, Ready to get out of here? No, I'm like, you know, I'm feeling you Ramadan. Know. Yeah, it was Ramadan. It's you know all this crazy shit. I'm just, um, I'm I'm uh, I'm feeling inspired in a way that I'm able to create in this time. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That, but yeah. it's not it's not like free free thought creation. It's like you know what I'm saying okay, shit. I got a. It's like like a hum in the universe. I, I call it the dull hum, and the dull hum. It's kind of like a noise that you, you you used to hear in the beginning, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, uh, like, man, what the fuck is that noise? You know what I'm saying? It's not like a bang or a, a gunshot. It's like just a, uh, like, man, that's just annoying. But then you get used to it. Then it fades away. Then you don't even hear it no more. And um, mm. it feels like that's what the world is going. Every Like everybody's hearing this dull ass hum, but we can't hear it no more, but we don't know. What it is that's off. Like, man, what the fuck is going on? Like, something is off, but you can't put your finger on it because you're so used to hearing that shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, I feel like, and then it causes, it's like a, a stress that that's just there, just omnipresent. It's always there. It never lets up. And it feels like, you know, we just in that loop of, of this hum of stress. And it's affecting people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm try, I'm doing shit. And I'm doing my meditation and you know, I mean, reading and creating, but it affects you because people around you are being affected. You know, what I'm saying you get you get the calls and the people are like, you know, what I'm saying it's not like that's anything's wrong. It's just something's wrong. You know, what I'm saying can't put my finger on mm-hmm. it, but this shit something ain't right. It ain't really got much just to do with just the coronavirus shit. It's just something in the universe just feels off. And, you know, I'm just trying to manage staying smooth, creating and pushing shit out in a way that um, feels comfortable to me. That kind of makes that that hum go away. Mm. So that's that's what I be thinking about. I'm not sure if any of that makes sense, but. <laughs> but, mm. yeah, that's what yeah, it makes sense. My head. <clears throat> Man. I've been, uh, we're going to talk about Insecure, I think, before we get out of here, if you want to. And then, uh, but right. I'm going to say, huh? I said, okay, if you don't want to, we keep right. going. No, oh, no, all right, no, no, all right, no, no, bet, no, but, no, but, but, oh, okay. Conversation, uh, man. Why the fuck I wouldn't okay. want to talk about uh, some shit? <laughs> I don't know, I'm just, all right, bet. So, uh, just saw some random shit before we get into the Insecure situation. Just, I guess we go into shit that we be watching uh, to deal with that hum. That is ever present And sometimes you just try to distract yourself With work or with uh, Entertainment or whatever One of the things I've been watching recently I don't know how I got into it Oh I seen how I got into it I just came and stumbled upon it on YouTube 
is this dude Rose Anvil, who basically his whole YouTube page is just him taking shoes and sneakers and boots that are, you know, hold some type of value or perceived to be valuable and cutting them shits in half and like deconstructing them and trying to see how good the leather truly is. You know, mm. like I seen him, I seen him first. He took apart one of them common project sneakers, you mm. know what I mean? And he was like, he's like exposing shit, <laughs> like not exposing <laughs> shit, but it's like, he's like, ah, this leather, like, you know, people paying, you know, shit, I pay, people pay a lot for the common project shit. Cause mm-hmm. it's thought to be some superior. The cut is nice, but the, mm-hmm. the thought is the leather is premium and all of that. And he was like, nah, this leather regular as fuck. <laughs> I mean, so it's a lot of it's a lot of that type of shit. He cut open a shattered backboard, uh, Air Force, I mean Air Force One, Air Jordan One shattered backboard, which is one of them that's known to have like some of the best leathers, mad soft and shit mm-hmm. like that. Like and it, you know, sells for a lot. Mm-hmm. On the resale, he cut that shit open and you know, he just like dispelling myths a little bit. And it's just the point of seeing somebody just bust open a Timberland, like just split that right. shit in half. That speaks to the old destruction in me. Like as right. a kid, I was destructive. You know what I mean? Like I used to like to just break shit, try to put it together, but you know, break shit, burn shit, dumb shit, like stupid mm-hmm. shit. But you know, like, uh, so to see that, to see this cat busting shit open and kind of being like revealing shit, like, oh shit, look at this. This is why. These Tims are way better than those Tims. Obviously, you could see it off the top. Like, there's certain things that are obvious, but then if we go even further, you can see that shit. I don't know. It's just some shit that I, I went. I probably watched six or seven of them videos in a damn. I got into one of them little Anvil, uh, Rose Anvil holes and just watched that shit for about 30 fucking minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, shout out to that. That's, that's something that caught my attention. Um, that. And I told about last week. Did you see Devs? You ever watch Devs? No, nah, no. Nah, um, you, you talked about it, but I didn't. I didn't check it out yet. Yeah, I seen another episode. I think I'm gonna be fucking with it. It's one of those episodes. It's one of them shows, though. I gotta watch it earlier in the day. It's not a late night show, not because you need to really pay attention. Mm. You need to watch the shit. It ain't, it's nothing that you could kind of just be doing a hundred different things and shit like that. Like it's one of those where. You gotta you gotta pay attention and follow it, but it's it's pretty interesting. There's this in this second episode, like they got a they got a um they got a death scene in there that feels real, like it just feels gruesome type shit. Like mm-hmm. like you know sometimes when you see people fighting to the death in, in TV or film, it's kind of stylized. You know what I mean? The shots are real beautiful and shit like that. But oftentimes when people get beat up or they they die. It'd be some quick shit. It'll be some, you know what I mean? It don't always look pretty. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, the way they shot this scene, they shot it, and it's, like, real humanistic fighting, you know? And, they, you know, there's a lot of struggle going on because motherfuckers is trying not to die, first of all. So there's a lot of struggle going on, but then there's, the way they shooting it and kind of slow it down, it does look a little bit like a dance, but it's still, like, it's not choreographed. I mean, it probably is, but it looked natural. Mm-hmm. But then the way that the fucking death go down is like, oh, like, you know, when you see somebody die sometimes and the shit be like, 
the way they they bring it across in on film, the way they bring it across, make you feel it in the in the chair. You're like, oh shit! Like it's mm-hmm. one of those. Like it was it was it was real. That's what made me say, oh okay, they ain't fucking around. Here. And this so, is Dev. I'm only two episodes. Devs, D E V S. Yeah, D E V S. Yeah, I think you'll, I think you'll fuck with it. Yeah, man. But uh, let us talk about insecure. What you think? Insecure. Um, I wish it was longer. <laughs> uh, it went by quick. Um, I, I love the the usage of the talent that they had. I like right. that she she went through great. I mean, a lot of times in TV, they rush through like events like that, and they don't feel real, and they don't feel like that's what what would have happened. I feel like they mm-hmm. went through to great lengths to try to make it feel as real as possible as it could. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I enjoyed that. You know what I'm saying? They gave you the different elements, the little backstage, the little green room shit, the writer. Uh, you know, they had, you know, the wild ass opening act out there with nobody out there and shit. So that's that was funny. Um, um, I just, I really don't really get their beef, her and Molly. You know what I'm saying? I understand right. it, but I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? I I, mm. uh, I don't. Uh, I think they 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 beefing over. It's like nothing really. Like they beefing over something silly. Now I mm. do feel like Molly's overstepped her bounds. You know what I'm saying? Not Molly, but Issa overstepped her mm. bounds by reaching out to the cat behind her back like that. You know what I'm saying? Definitely mm. calls for okay, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? What, what is she doing? <laughs> yeah. I thought I told you. You know what I'm saying? Definitely calls for right. all of that. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I don't feel like why she felt like she ain't had no other way to go with it. She done been doing this shit on her own this far. Um, right. You know, I guess they just growing apart. But they should. Yeah. I, would, I mean, I wish somebody would have, you know what I'm saying? Steve Kurt, somebody in that motherfucker. <laughs> then I could have got the yeah, you know what I'm saying, the payoff uh-huh. of this whole, you know, what right. <laughs> For a hot second, I thought they, I thought somebody was gonna swing on somebody. Right, it felt, right. I felt like it was about to happen. Like do something. I was, like, so I was like, oh shit, Pop! somebody get physical. Yeah, but I guess, I guess after that, you can't really. It's tough to come back, especially right. later on in life. Right, and you know I, what I mean, like, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> And I guess, you know, she ain't want to, yeah. you know, reality show the shit, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Uh, but, yeah. you know, that in reality, that happens. At least a mush, a finger point to the temple. Yeah. You know what I, I'm saying? I thought it was, something was going to go down. I thought, yeah. A disrespectful mush. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know? Right. Something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. you know what I'm saying, for it to get down to nothing and it's just walk off. Then they hit right. on. They should have. They should have had Lil Duval in that shit when they did the shooting scene. They got a gun. Oh, they, just, they hit the floor. Hilarious. Pop, pop. This workout shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. The Lil Duval That's workout funny. in that shit. That'd have been funny. <laughs> I felt to the same point. Like I think. I mean, I. I, I it's too. Like I kind of feel sorry for them. Like I feel sorry for them, but there's part of me that's losing my patience with it because. I think really all they need to do is have a conversation. You know what I mean? Like they, 
they so kind of caught up in their own hurt that they don't really see the other. You know what I mean? They feel like their shit is a little bit more valid than the other. Like they, you know what I mean? Like they can't consider the other person's perspective because they don't feel like their perspective is being considered. So they kind of at this impasse, but they don't never really get a chance to really have the conversation or when they do get a moment, they don't play it for real. They just play it on the surface and act as if the shit ain't nothing. But now that they had that blow up, especially since it ain't come to blows, now maybe they could, you know, hopefully had a fucking conversation to see what's what. You know what I mean? Because, uh, yeah, after, you know, it was getting a little, you know, you know, it's kind of like, all right, now, how many episodes are y'all not going to fuck with each other for no super real reason? Right. You know what I mean? Like, it ain't nothing super crazy the way you could be like, okay, that's where I draw the line. You know, so let's see. Let's see. Maybe these next few episodes is going to be the, the reconciliation episodes. Or maybe they just gonna, ain't going to fuck with each other for the rest of the season. Which could be interesting, too, to see that shit. What was interesting, though, was, like, I ain't realize. I'm curious why. And it was just some side shit. But um, Issa's brother and Kelly don't fuck with each other. I don't know if they had jumped off or something like that. I thought he was gay. Um, nah, but in the, in the scene, he kind of say, I think he say he do whatever. Remember, it wasn't like um, Tiffany, like, yo, we get you, you know what I mean? Some, try to get you some ass or some dick or, you know, what What, what do you What do you typically want? Like, you know, I, I think he said, he said it's whatever. Choice. He said player's choice. Player's choice. But, player's but, choice being in that shit. But, but she didn't I mean, say, I could, yeah, you could she do didn't say no cooch. Yeah. She said ass or dick. Right. Like, that's that. both the same right, shit. Which is right there. <laughs> right. Right. That's but bottom of top, is, really. So why don't they? F- right. True D. I guess so. I get it. But then uh, true, I guess, but I'm curious why, or maybe they just both, they both kind of seem like they slick wow. talk, be saying right. some fly shit. So maybe right. they just don't fuck with each other, just on some old, you know what I mean? They always just like shooting at each other on some right. old I think Gina just, and, yeah, I mean, Pam and... Pam and Martin shit. And Martin shit. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, what, what but that was interesting. No, go ahead. Huh? Go ahead. No, what are you about to ask? You said what it was, was interesting. What? No, it was just interesting that they, like... Like, I ain't never seen them just shoot at each other like that. I don't think that was established anywhere. It felt like that shit kind of came out of nowhere... Right. That's why I'm like, did some shit happen recently type shit? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know how sometimes it'll be Easter eggs that she'll she'll be putting around the shit. Is this right. some shit that I didn't catch? Because it's like mm. that. I felt wild loaded. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that was loaded like shit. And it was a couple scenes to kind of to to carry it. So it felt like it was it wasn't done for just no reason. Right. I um Who I knows? missed I kind of missed that one. As far as oh, okay. what the backstory okay. to it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I don't know if I had to do some internet searching. (laughs) Yeah, but what 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 you think's the deal? What's what's good? Why why Condola Condoleezza acting like that? I don't know. It felt weird, but I guess I mean I just I guess I understand. I guess the fact that uh, well, it's a couple things because this is oh one thing we don't know is why they broke up. You know what I mean? We do see Issa jumping homies DMs, even if it was like benign and innocent with, I think maybe what was it like a a laughing emoji or some shit like that. Mm. Like who knows if she saw that, you know what I mean? Who knows if she came across that or who knows if she seen a text or who knows, or who just felt like, Oh damn. Like just the presence of home, like Issa 
being in the mix with this cat that she dealing with, maybe she just can't deal with it. Or maybe neither yeah, one what, of them. Maybe that, that started. That had to do with the work, though. If she was going to break up with the dude, it seemed like that the work wouldn't suffer. Nah, but it seemed like it was mission accomplished. Everything that was all the contracts and all that shit was done. Like, at that point, we just we just at the event. Like, everything yeah, is done. That's I'm going to get my check. Fade. That's weird to fade, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, or maybe, that's what I'm saying. Maybe there's something, like, again, like, we still, that could be something left there because we don't know why they broke up. So maybe yeah, they, they why drag. they broke up will show yeah. why, you know, yeah. They, they, they dragging they, out. They drag. There's a lot of, there's a lot, lot of, there's a lot of setup. There's yeah, a lot of setup going on. A lot of dragging week. shit out, man. You know what I'm saying? For a hot then, second, I thought that, yeah, go ahead. Because, I mean, for, I mean, a lot, a lot could be, I guess, I don't know. They just dragging a lot out. Seem like okay, you could have squeezed yeah. a little more into this situation. Seem like you you doing a right. lot of random shit to drag the shit out than right. than addressing yeah. some of the story points, which is what they have historically done. You know what I'm saying? So oh, okay. can't even be kind of mad at it, but it's kind of like you know, it seemed like you know the random performances on stage. You could have spent more time fucking with you know. Some of these storylines, Condola, right, right, yeah. It it was out. It was a quick, like a, it was kind of like I don't say a throwaway scene, but it was kind of a scene with no real payoff yet. And maybe yeah, maybe they set in the trap or whatever, setting it up for a hot second. I don't know if you caught this or you felt this way. Speaking of, uh, just out the blue kind of scenes in the green room situation. Mm-hmm. I thought that my man, the blood cat, the old neighbor, <laughs> I thought that him and Vince Staples was gonna pop off. Wow. You know what I mean? I thought that was gonna be a thing because I thought I thought uh I I don't know if Vince Staples is a crip or something like that, but I think he might be. I don't know for sure. But mm-hmm. I thought that it was gonna be some old blood crip type shit just on some backstage, and that was gonna be the cause at the end, you know, I was always waiting for the Niggas can't have shit moment, which they did. You know what I'm saying? Where, you know, like that, I I felt that joke coming because this is, the stakes are so high. And it's like, you know, (laughs) yeah, and that's how it ended and it ranked and all of that. But I thought that, because I was like, I didn't even expect Vince Stables to make it on stage. You know what I mean? Like that felt like that was too much of like of a success. You know what I mean? Because she did get the win at the end of the day. She got the win, but she took a loss with her homegirl. But she, I mean, Ultimately, she got the win. It might be some bad press, you know what I mean. But um, I yeah. just thought that I, I felt like something like that was gonna happen. She got a dirty win. She got the win with the asterisk. She, you know, what I'm saying it's gonna feel good that she did it. She'll be able to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, she could actually build something off of that. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you did kind of you ain't really do it. You did some. You did some little slick to get it done. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying. Right. Some would say, you know what I'm saying, fuck it, you won. Some would say, you know what I'm saying, right. you should care about how your friend thinks, how how they really, you know what I mean? Um, but you could always go back to she, she was being shady to me anyway, you know what I mean? Both of them could lean on that. Right. Both of them been being shady the whole time. So I guess it's, right. you know, it's a complication that really happens in real life and you do shit, you don't think about all of the shit. You like, you know what I'm saying? She don't want to be involved. I ain't got to involve. I asked my old shady boyfriend to help me out with his homeboy, and he did. You know what I'm saying? Mm. 
But you ain't tell nobody. You ain't you ain't say you know. Hey, I you know what I'm saying. My man Nathan hit me, hit your home homeboy and shit. You ain't say none of that. Right. You just not been talking. Right. You know what I'm saying. Motherfucker been coming around, but you just ain't been talking. And somebody need to get punched in the mouth. That's all. And then you know after the swelling go down, it'll be all love. Man. Oh man, yeah, I thought somebody was going to fight though. I definitely thought it was going to be physical, but uh, we'll see what else happens, man. This I'm, I'm still fucking with. I'm still watching that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's all we got right now. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of shit, man. <laughs> damn, son. The last dance and insecure right now. You know what I'm saying? I gotta find me yeah, something man. else to get into. Uh, fuck with Dabs, see what you think about Dabs. Yeah, I wanna, uh, I'm interested to see what this fight scene talking about, the violence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm interested in, in making a, a, a scene. Yeah, you said, yeah. yeah a hyper-violent scene, not just for the sake of hyper-violence, but I just feel like there are people, and we talked about it when I say, you know, it's people who got 10,000 hours in violence. I think there's a, a, a element of violence in our society that gets glossed over. You know what I'm saying? We either just do mm-hmm. it gratuitously on film or you just take it totally out of the equation. Um, uh-huh. it's, it's it's our history, you know, just like in black as fuck, as you say, you know what I'm saying, because of slavery, you know what I'm saying? Because of slavery, right. violence is a part of our story in a way that it really shouldn't be, but it is. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I don't know how I'm going to, put this or how I'm going to make it into a story or whatever, but I just think there's a place mm-hmm. for it. And then there's a place to uh, make it interesting for a scene mm. to deal with it in that Speaking way. Speaking of. So yeah. I'm interested Speaking to see how they deal with that. Yeah. Speaking of violence and making it interesting and, and even funny, there's this cat on Twitter. I don't know if you follow this cat on Twitter, crime faces. Uh-uh. He do these, um, he do these. He like takes these fight videos that are just you know in the world found fight videos, but he narrate them shits, and those shits are hilarious. Just the way he narrate the shit. Like certain people, like shout out to Tony Baker. You know what I mean? And certain people when they narrate the shit, I forget my man name, Poobly, Poobly Longway or whatever. Certain people that there's a whole like genre of found content being narrated by cats. You know what I mean? What, and and made even name? funnier. The first, the first cat I was talking about, his name is Crime Faces on Twitter. Crime? Crime Face. Crime, yeah. C-R-I-M-E, Faces, all one word. And obviously, it's Tony Baker Comedy on Instagram. He does a lot of, like, a lot of shit. And uh, this kid, Poobly Longway, I think, he does a lot. Of, like He do, like, food-type shit and other shit. But they both all got some funny sensibilities. But Crime Faces, man, no shit. He be making some of these fucking, these fight videos so funny. Cause just the shit that he be saying is hilarious. So yeah, it's just you know, you know when you see these fight videos, every every so often the cat that's taking the video and narrating the video adds to adds another element. Like with it, ooh, oh shit, his shit is on a whole other level. It's funny than a motherfucker. So check that shit out. But um, shit, man. Anything else? Anything else good? You know what I mean? Or we trying to nah, that's it, man. transform? I'm exhausted. <laughs> like you sound like you already transformed. Exhausted from this, this time and space. Yep. 
Did I lose you? Yo, yeah. One, two, one, two. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you now. What happened? Nah, we had a we had a we had a, we had a versus moment. <laughs> it's the fucking yeah, damn, it's like Teddy Riley scenario. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, man. Where you gonna be this week? <laughs> I'm gonna be. Oh, I guess. I guess be, we all know. <laughs> I'm gonna be at my desk. Uh, for the most part, yeah, I'll be at my desk in Brooklyn, Bed Stuy. You know, saying mm. I might venture out in the backyard. I've been riding the bike lately. So, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Been, you know what I'm saying, expanding my territory on the bike. I'm trying to get my shit up to where I could be really getting in a real workout on the bike. So, right now I'm mm. on baby steps, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, I think I'm, I'm I am I, I could push it Wait, how I want. But, oh, stationary but, bike or your own bike? No, nah, bike, outside bike. Roll down the street bike. Okay. Not, not stationary bike. But you put the you put a mask on and go in the world with it. Oh yeah, definitely put a. I'm I'm, I'm masked up when I leave the, my doors. How you feel about this in and out outdoor shit? Like what? Where's, what's your anxiety what? levels? Because I don't really in like fucking with none of it. I've been wanting to get a bike or right, some right, bike shit you, just to get in the up. world and get now? some exercise. But how you feel about when you come in from outside? Where you at with it? What's uh? How long does it make? How long does it take you to feel? Safe that oh hey, shit nothing. Hey I'm man, good. I'm on the protocol, you at, dog. I, I'm I already know it. When I come in, I already got my shit from the jump. I'm taking that shit off. Say straight. what? I'm already I already have my protocol for coming in. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm when I'm coming, in, I don't bought the Hibba cleanse. You know what I'm saying? So when I take oh, off, how you like that shit, man? man it's all, How's that I work? Mean, you ain't even send me that link either, brother. I'm, 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 been tr- waiting on I'm it. trusting it. I mean, I don't know how I feel about it because I'm not sure if it's working. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, make me feel better. Does it does is it is it thicker than regular soap? Is it just anything different to it? Does nah, it, it smell it just, strong? If, What's nah, it? it you you know that the hospitals use it. it on the bottle it tell you it could kill <laughs> viruses. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Not just bacteria, okay. fungus, viruses, uh, bacteria. You know what I'm saying? Got it, it. You know what I'm saying? You put it on, it feel you know it don't lather up like regular soap. But you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It feels like Ooh. a good smooth covering on your skin. And when you wipe it off, you can feel like it's still left a layer of protection because it's supposed to. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I, I feel really good about it. You know what I'm saying? People use it like they use it for when you have to have surgery. So you, you know, they tell you to take a bath, you know, clean yourself with this shit before you go into surgery to mm-hmm. eliminate, to try to lower the, the um, chances of infection and shit. So. If it's good for that kind of shit, I feel like it's good for this. And, I, and you know, and it wasn't a mad dash on it, so the shit was still available, like, in the regular Target. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I ordered some online, but until it got here, I bought some out of Target this weekend. And so now- so you went to Target? Yeah, I had to. I had to go to Target. I had to I had to get pick up a prescription. So I had to go to Target. Ooh. How so dense I'm, was it in there? What it feel like? I mean, it felt- it wasn't crowded. It wasn't really crowded, but shit, it felt like I'd be in and out that shit, man. I don't stay. I don't stay longer than I need to stay. I be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So. Right. Um. Like I said, I come back in gloves. I do gloves once. I when I go to if I get on the train, I'm definitely got on gloves. You know what I'm saying? Okay, um, but I I had the gloves. I, I take two pair of gloves. I t- go take some when I go in, do my shit, grab it up, but then come out that bitch, 
take those off and then put the new ones on to go home, right? And then okay. uh, so, you know, try to minimize the cross-contamination. Um, come in, mm. I'm, you know what I'm saying, I, I take my shit, I lice all uh, everything that I bought, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Lice, lice all my door handles, go straight to the uh, laundry room, take all that shit off, put it straight in the washing machine, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then um, I hibber cleanse, hibber cleanse my whole situation, and then I feel mm-hmm. good, comfortable. Like, okay, we did that. Yeah. That's how the that laundry room is that's, the shit. That's that's that's, that's, no, that's that's what I'm doing with it. I mean, I guess that's, that's the me- you know what I'm saying that's the what I can do. Other than that, you can't you uh-huh. know you, you don't know where it's at. You can't see it, so you can only do what you can to make yourself feel good about it. Keep my my right. senses strong, and you know what I'm saying keep talking to my um my antibodies like yo you know what I'm saying I need y'all on point in this time mm. you know what I'm saying we are in a serious mm. time we are in this together but you guys are on the front line of defense if this thing ever breaks mm. through the 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 you know what I'm saying front the front you know what I'm saying they get through the front door I need y'all right there up on it you know what I'm saying handling it cuz mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying we got more shit to do in this life man you know what I'm saying y'all with me my antibodies like, yeah, we with you. My white blood cells are like, motherfucker, you already know what we on. You know what I'm saying? That's and shit, up. you know what I mean? Everybody like, say no more. Who got a better conversation, your antibodies or your hypothalamus? Hypothalamus because, you know what I'm saying, the antibodies, they like, they like, they soldiers. You know what I'm saying? They don't talk much. You know what I'm saying? They just get okay. to it. You know what I mean? Like, they they do they do such a good job that I don't really have to talk to them that often. You know what I'm saying? They got their marching orders. They know what to do. They be on it. Yeah, I don't really get sick, so mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Okay. They be on top of their game. My aunt, my hypothalamus. You know what I'm saying? You gotta make sure. You know he. You know what I'm saying? He keeping and regulating the temperatures and making shit shit straight and you know what I'm saying Dis- distributing the uh, motherfucking um the right uh, hormones where they need to be. So mm. talk to talk to the hypothalamus a little more, you know what I'm saying? Right now though, you know what I'm saying, mm. me and the third eye, you know what I'm saying, the pineal gland is having the most intense conversations right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's 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 who that's who doing the most talking in this time. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got to see you got to see what they ain't saying. You know what I'm saying? You got to be able to understand what you what's what's not laid out. That you can't research because they they on some shit like you know what I'm saying they fucking up your research game because they got so much bullshit in the in the conversation you don't know where mm-hmm. to go so you got to be on top of your um you got to be t- on top of your 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 perception in the other universe and you're tapped in in this to your your ancestors and everything so your third eye be very important. <laughs> I like that. That's real shit. That was for that was for the motherfucking the, the true heads. They like, damn, this nigga, that shit real. Niggas want to see a fucking script. Hey, <laughs> fucking I'm third like, eye, hypothalamus, uh, and the antibodies. I'm glad we did What's this up? shit at the the two hour mark because motherfuckers like, what the fuck is he talking about? That's what I'm saying. But I be dancing for the fans. <laughs> Absolutely. So you are gonna be biking around the way? Yeah, yeah. Where I be, else? I be. I, that's it, man. That's it. That's totally it. You know what I'm saying? I'm keeping okay. my radius real tight. And like right now, my biking, like I'm only doing probably like 30 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Hit about three miles and be right on back in the house. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm expanding okay. a little bit, just trying to get more comfortable being out there, which is probably being better, right. being out in the open space, moving than, you know, inside of a store. But, right. you know. How's it looking density-wise, just in general, as comparison to, you know, prior to sheltering in place? What's what, the- outside? Uh, what's the, yeah. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's sparse, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. people are getting out okay. a little more often now. Like, especially the, right. the other day when the sun first came out, it was a little more too crowded for my comfortability, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I didn't Give stay out feet. long, but, you yeah. know, right. I hit it and came back in. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's all. I just, I'm just trying to protect my neck. Cats walking around in my neighborhood like it ain't no pandemic. I don't like that shit. <laughs> I'm feeling that shit. I, I just motherfuckers. It's a little too dense for it to be, you know, social distancing. These motherfuckers is acting like this is a, you know, like a street fair. You know what I mean? Like I, I play the, I play the street all the way. Like I don't even really do the sidewalk no more. I'm on the yellow lines. I'm going against. I'm just dealing with these cars. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I'd rather die immediately. You know what I'm saying? But. Um, it is what it is. I'm gonna be on Instagram, maybe. I'm popping up. I did some. I, I popped up a little bit this last week. Um, be popping in and out, and yeah. um, just in the crib, like you said, uh, just in the crib. Uh, you know, cooking up, making some shit. You know, yeah. trying to uh, trying to stay in tune. You know, with the hum and, and turning it to something. Yeah. And I got some shit coming, so pay attention. It's That's what's cool. up. Pay attention. Pay attention. Uh-huh. Yeah, pay attention. Got that art. You know what I'm saying? Dropping on the Instagram, my, my, my collage art. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to yeah. develop myself into a true artist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, one that. that one that gets paid for for his art. And that's appreciated. Or just free the artist within. You're already an artist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just give yourself the freedom to, to, all, to, to fucking share with the world. All of the above. <laughs> there it is. Well, shit, nigga, until next time, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get in the conversation. We are out of here. Hello, 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 hello.